0: I asked my tarot cards a question this week. I was going to ask them, what should I learn? What do I need to learn? But then I thought, all these shoulds and needs, a creature can start to feel they are inadequate, incomplete, incompetent. So I changed the question as I was shuffling to, what am I learning? To create, to be free, to exist? What am I learning as I do these things? For there is no question that I am indeed practicing them. The question is, rather, how can I practice them more fully, more wholeheartedly, in a city full of concrete and electricity and noise? And yes, pain and joy alike. In a city also full of spectral trees that never left, ghosts and monsters and witches hiding here too, also full of pain and joy alike. What am I learning here? It has been a time of rest and recuperation and healing for me in more ways than one. Recall that last week I said the phrase, you are both the sick tree and the one who cares for it. I was well when I said it. And then I quickly grew ill after. It's alright, it's not frightening, it's not unfortunate, I'm just a little sick. But I did have to be both the caring witch and the faltering tree. And in that knowledge, I found a different kind of rest, a kind of rest that relinquishes effort and creation for a little while, and just focuses on breathing in steadily, slowly, the breath coming in through the ground where my roots, invisible to the naked eye, burrow deep. Even floors and floors above in this apartment, the roots, they still reach the ground, the earth below. And when I breathe out, the breath flows out like light, up and out the top of my head. And it goes to the trees over my balcony, and those trees breathe that light down and into their roots into that same ground we share, where I breathe it back again. What am I learning? A new moon came. I lit a candle. I put it in my window where the trees could see it, and I whispered to it, I am free. I sprinkled a little rosemary for protection in it, and because I like the smell, and because it reminds me of sharing food with loved ones who are not with me in one sense, but are always with me in another. I sang a little love song to the moon, for she is new and she needs encouragement and love and perhaps a bit of gentle wooing, coaxing out of her shell If someone had sung me such a song in my weakest moments, I think I might have liked it, maybe grown a little stronger. So though my breath was weak and my voice cracked, it made me smile and gave me a bit of strength. But something felt wrong. I closed my eyes, and that is when I saw them. Hands, coming up and out of the ground, bony, bloody, greedy, grabbing at me. They took my ankles first, which made me fall to the floor, and then scores of other grabbing hands found me, clutched at my throat, clutched at my arms, my legs, my feet, my hands, my eyes, my nose. Everything hurt hurt like nothing I'd felt before. But again I whispered, I am free. Still they pulled and they drew me down several flights of floors. I saw as they pulled me, others, sweet little people in their sweet little homes, older, younger, single, families, some speaking one of my languages, some speaking none of my languages, but they were all my people in my little building, in my little city, in my little country, in my little world, in my little universe. And so I loved them and wanted to warn them of the grabbing hands. But they couldn't see them, or me for that matter. Good. Good. The hands kept pulling me down and down and down. Until finally, I reached the earth. And when I reached the earth, they kept pulling me down. Though it was harder. Harder to get me underground. Harder to pull me in the dirt. But they did it. And I began to hear their hungry voices. I saw faces, howling and hungry skulls, teeth biting at me now too. Into the dirt I went, and at first I thought, No, 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 no. But then I took a breath and whispered, I am free. And it is then that they tore at me the hardest, They took everything, my flesh, my muscles, my organs, just a skeleton I was. And yet, though I didn't have eyes, I could see them clearly, howling, hungry skulls. And though I didn't have lungs, I drew a deep breath. The breath that came in, steadily, slowly, coming in through the ground where my roots burrow deep. And when I breathed out, the breath flowed out like light, up and out the top of my head, which went into the trees around me. They felt my sickness. They felt the danger I encountered. And I felt something. Something slithering in snaking around my ribs, entwining with the bones of that cage there, sewing themselves up in my bones, spreading out behind my back. This thing lifted me up and out of the dirt, and the howling skulls wailed even more ferociously as I was gently taken away from them. Some of their hands clung so tightly to my bones, that they fell away from their bodies and were lifted up with me. In the moonlight, or rather the lack thereof, I saw that they were tree roots. Tree roots weaving into my spine, my ribs, and spreading outwards. But they were not connected to any trees. Not any more. They were mine. Two huge skeleton wings on my back. Wings of my very own. Mine again. Mine. I coughed up dirt out through my grinning skeleton teeth. And I was at the trunk of a tree I've always seen from my balcony, but never come close enough to touch. I put my hand on the trunk and I distinctly heard a heartbeat. Slow and tired, like mine was before it was torn away by those greedy hands. But you know what? I take it back. It was still beating, though it wasn't there in one sense. It is always there in another. In the same way that my voice still exists, No matter what, it is still there, even if I am only bones. I pressed my forehead to the tree. This is where I am now. I keep jumping tenses because I don't know if I'm here or if I was there, but it doesn't matter because there's no such thing as time. What am I learning? I asked my cards. I will tell you now what they replied. I drew death, and, like the rest of us, death can change. Suddenly, once again, I am waiting in the doorway of a bar or a cafe, hopefully surrounded by people. Even though I am a skeleton, I am waiting for someone to arrive before I go in. I know who, too. I know who I am waiting for. She is another skeleton, but a shining skeleton. Bones like opals gleaming in the setting sunlight. She will be dressed tastefully. She will be understated and classy and beautiful and wise and cunning. And all the things I wish I was and sometimes am, maybe. To another customer here. Death will be a tall and handsome dandy. Drinking a deadly brew from a crystal cup. And to another, death will be an old crone knitting with long, shining needles a gruesome death shroud. And to another, death will be a lovely black horse with no saddle and no reins. And to another, death is someone who was taken from them too early and has finally come back to show them that she never actually left at all. I am waiting for death to come and have a coffee with me again. But she does not come. The bones of my fingers twitch a little. I'm afraid to go in alone. What will everyone think as I enter? We've all had dreams where we're naked in public and horribly embarrassed. This time I don't even have skin. I'm just bones. But I realize. I am wearing a gown of black silk over my bones. I am wearing elegant black gloves with gold rings over them. Still a little flair for drama. I think to myself, but do not share. I am tired, I think, as I breathe on my gold glasses and wipe them with my gown and put them over my eyeless sockets once more. This is a very strange game. I am scared. Always. And never. So it doesn't matter. I breathe deeply and I enter by myself. She isn't coming, it's just me. I find my table and I sit down. I order a coffee from the kind server who comes by and pretends that I am not a skeleton. Or maybe they just don't know. Oh, believe me, we all know, I hear a voice say, but I cannot see from whom it is coming. The place is so crowded. I don't know. We're all much more stunningly aware of that than you realize. All right, calm down, I answer. And though I don't have eyes, I roll them a bit. I thank the server and the coffee sits before me. Within it, I see my reflection. I study my face for a long time. There's nothing there but a skull with gold glasses. I smile, but then again I'm always smiling, as skeletons are. I hum a little to myself, and the cafe goes quiet. Mm-hmm. Characters are hard lately, I say, and a few patrons nod at me. I used to love fiction a lot more. It's just that now, now I want to be here. Really, really be here. Because it's treacherous and difficult and we need each other to be here. We need each other to fight real beasties and banish real demons and vanquish real foes. Characters are hard and fiction is difficult because we have fantastically complicated stories of our own. I feel my skin growing back. I see my face returning in the cup of coffee. But the thing is that it doesn't matter. I've shown you my bones. I can see yours too. I don't want to be trapped in stories that I make up to make it all seem magical. It already is magical. My tree root wings, however, stay right where they are. I will wear them with pride. I sip my coffee slowly. Flesh and blood again. Narrator and writer again. My synthetic little piano playing in the background in my fictional cafe. I am learning that I am always changing. I am learning that we are creatures of transformation and growth. I am learning that nothing is ever truly lost even in the midst of lovely humanity and our frail mortality. None of it is lost. I am learning that shedding my skin is a difficult thing, but it is not an evil thing. I am learning that the end of all things is not the end of all things, but the beginning of... Something that is great and ever-rolling onward towards something we can never even fathom. But I love to try. I love to let my old selves die and then create new selves and let those ones die and then create new ones. And maybe eventually I will learn to be all and none of them at once. I am learning the death card intimately. I think that is what life is anyway. To keep making myself undead things is maybe very beside the point, but maybe it is the best vehicle I know how to use to appreciate being an alive thing. Fiction to appreciate reality. Death to appreciate life. Endings to appreciate beginnings. None of that happened. I'm in the apartment. The candle has been burnt out. I am me, wingless and bespectacled. And yet still, all of the things I just described anyway. Overwhelmed by the world. True. Sick with that thing that's been going around. Sure. Concerned for you. Whoever you are and whatever you are going through. There's so much, isn't there? So I'm just going to ask us all, together to take a breath. There's a tree just before you. Imagine it now. Breathe in steadily, slowly. The breath coming in through the ground where your roots burrow deep and reach the ground, the earth below. And when you breathe out, The breath flows out like light, up and out the top of your head. And we all have these little trees, and that light we breathe, it goes up and out to each other's branches, and those trees breathe that light down and into their roots, into that same ground we share where we breathe it back again. See? Starting to feel better. I hope you are too. Sweet dreams. Hello everyone, and thanks so much for listening to episode 192 of On a Dark Cold Night. This is your host, writer, podcaster, composer, narrator, skeleton lady, Kristen Saza. I hope you're doing well. I hope the new moon in Taurus has brought you some comfort, some joy, some grounding. I'm hanging in there. Unfortunately, my household was finally hit by COVID last week, and I'm still getting through it, so I hope you don't hear the congestion in my voice this week, or at least not too badly, but I'm doing all right. Um right. I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much to everyone who reached out in support. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about a wonderful sponsor of mine this month, a fantastic jewelry brand called Anna Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Anna Luisa crafts high-quality jewelry that looks gorgeous, elegant, and they're available at very affordable prices, with pieces beginning at $39, and new collections are released every Friday. Something else I'm really excited by is that they're a carbon-neutral company. When it comes to their packaging and the products themselves, they're doing their part to care for the planet, as should we all. And as I mentioned, the designs are so unique and lovely. They sent me a few pieces that I wear all the time. They're comfortable, they're sophisticated, and I might add some are quite magical and mystical in their aesthetic, which, of course, I really respond to. If you visit shop.analuisa.com slash goodnight, you can take advantage of Anna Luisa's buy one, get one 40% off sale. If you're looking for a gift for someone special in your life, maybe for Mother's Day or a special occasion or a gift for yourself, Anna Luisa is a great company to go with. Again, that's shop.analuisa.com a-n-a-l-u-i-s-a dot slash goodnight for buy one get one 40% off i'd like to thank everyone who supports the show via patreon on a monthly basis thank you so much for everything you do my friends if you'd like to support in the same way head on over to patreon to learn more every supporter of one dollar or more a month receives access to my complete soundtrack While supporters of $5 or more get that and access to a monthly tarot reading video I upload every full moon. Find me there at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. Or you can donate one time only with no perks at ko-fi.com by purchasing one or more metaphorical coffees. Learn more at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And we also have T-shirts and hoodies for purchase at bonfire.com/on-a-dark-cold-night. Another great way to support the show is by leaving a rating and review for On a Dark Cold Night on iTunes or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. You can support as well by following me on social media. I'm on Twitter at a dark cold night, Instagram at dark cold night podcast, and on Facebook and YouTube at On a Dark Cold Night, and on TikTok at Kristen Zaza. And one more time, for good measure, you can get that awesome buy one, get one 40% off discount for Ana Luisa through shop.analuisa.com goodnight. Thank you again for listening and spending time with me tonight, my friends. I'm doing a lot of thinking about what season three of the show is going to look like, and I think that the remainder of season two is probably going to bleed into that as I find my new voice. Because again, we are ever-changing creatures, and I think it's best to embrace that. But before then, we have a little more time in this state together. I look forward to all of it. Good night, my friends. Take care.